Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.33. It's Smashing Pumpkins with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be a nice and sunny day today and tomorrow. 76 today, 81 tomorrow, 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, today, just after 8 o'clock, we will announce the next keyword to cash. Believe it or not, another week of this. Wow. How many more weeks of this are we getting away? Couple. All right. But uh, brand new word coming up after 8 o'clock. You'll hear it at 11, 2, and 5 later today. You know, for as many times as we do that contest, you think they'd run out of words. I'm more worried about them running out of money. No, they'll never run out of money here. We're, <laughs> we're rolling in it like Scrooge McDuck. Jump, in, jump into that pile of money and swim around in it. All right. If you want to believe that for a little fantasy, you go right ahead. Yeah, well. Pretty sure that once they run dry, you and I will be the first ones chasing it. I'm like the choose-your-own-ending author. <laughs> Could go either way. Also, uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us after 7 o'clock today, and uh, there's other stuff, too. Uh, now you just ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bags and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552. And Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It is 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Johnny Depp just signed a $20 million three-year deal to continue as the face of Dwar Savage Cologne. So, I don't even, is that how you Dior Savage. Dwar, I thought it was Dwar. No, no. What was I thinking of that band that used to play it? Uh, you're thinking, no, 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 Steve, you're thinking of Guar. Oh, is that what it is? Right. What was the name of the place down the street here? Macaras. Macaras. Yeah, there Guar you go. Guar used to play there. Damn. Now look at it. Anyway. Like a triple A office. It's the largest deal for a men's fragrance ever. What about the Amber Heard fragrance? Yeah. You know, um, when I think of uh, how I want to smell... As a man. Yeah. I don't want to smell like a guy who's got a dog dookie in his bed. Are you sure it was a dog dookie? Can't be entirely sure. I thought it was hers. She said it was the dog. She said it was the dog, but he was like, no, no, that was from a human. Yeah, but my question is, do you want to smell that way? No, uh, that's when you buy her perfume. Amber Heard. It's called Crap the Bed. That's the name of it. <laughs> Imagine the, like the, the, the black and white commercials that they used to do for the Liz Taylor. <laughs> Just somebody pinching their nose. Dookie it's, by Fabergé. It's Crap, Crap the Bed by Amber Heard. Anyway, uh, yeah, largest deal ever for a men's fragrance. Ah, good for him. I yeah, guess he's, uh, he's getting more money than he anticipated out of this whole thing. The Rock reportedly has a cameo in a post-credit scene in Fast 10. It sounds like there are going to be uh, two more movies, so he might have a bigger presence before it's over. Well, that's good. Well, there you go. It's uh, predicting the future. You're going to have The Rock in another Fast and Furious movie. That's good, because, boy, I'm... I'm only like seven movies behind on that franchise. I'm only like ten movies behind out of the ten. 
I, I've never, I don't think I've ever actually seen a full Fast and Furious movie. You know what? The first one I saw up until the point where I got furious. Yeah. I was pretty good with the Fast. As soon as I got furious, yeah. I'm off the bandwagon. Well, Paul Walker, uh, he ruined that one ending for me. That was a spoiler. Oh, I guess he doesn't make it to Fast 6 or 7. <laughs> Ted, he went too fast and too furious. Uh, Ted Lasso was going to be a much different show, and the title character was supposed to be a lot more belligerent. But uh, Donald Trump changed all that. Jason Sudeikis says it started when Trump came down the escalator to announce his presidential bid and what he subsequently, quote, unlocked in people. Uh, I hated how people weren't listening to one another. Things became very binary, and I don't think that's the way the world works. And as a new parent, it was like, boy, I don't want to add to this. Who is that? That's uh, that's Jason Sudeikis' character of Ted Lasso. Sure. Yeah. Have you and you haven't seen uh, the latest season? I am. I am not. Uh, I have not. It's seen. really, really good. See, I see some. Pe- I've heard some people say that season three seems to have lost its way. Well, and I only think that is because it takes a year and a half for another season to come out. I think any of those shows that like Succession now. Succession yeah. kind of sucks because it's there's so much going on and there's so many like whispers and you're like, well, wait a minute a second. I, don't, I missed that part. Uh, who is this person? You yeah, know, it's, it's, a, it's very a, confusing. They also have a tendency to speak in code. Yeah. Like it's not uh, it's not like a linear conversation. I, I don't really care for that when you do when you drag it out like that. And it took almost two years for the Ted Lasso to come out, too. So now, by the time everybody almost forgot about it. Yeah, I guess. You have me go binge watch two other seasons again? Who's got the time? Nobody's got time for that. Rolling Stone published a report on Friday where one current and 11 former employees of the Kelly Clarkson show alleged that it's a toxic environment. Who would have thought that the Kelly Clarkson show would be a toxic I would have thought it would be all unicorns and rainbows over there. To clarify, they said Kelly is fantastic, and they're sure uh, she has no clue how unhappy her staff truly is if the show's producers are that are the problem. The report said the employees are overworked, underpaid, and that working there was traumatizing to their mental health. She's talking about this place. <laughs> Well, Kelly no. heard, heard the report and wasted no time in making a statement. She said, quote, In my 20 years in the entertainment industry, I've always had my heart and what I believe to be right. I love my team. To find out that anyone is feeling unheard or disrespected on this show is unacceptable. I have always been and will continue to be committed to creating and maintaining a safe and, safe and healthy, healthy environment at the Kelly Clarkson Show. All right, so here's the thing that leaps right out at me. Yeah. She's had a 20-year-long career. Well, yeah, if you think about it, that was 2003 was that uh, American Idol show that she was on. Good Lord. Isn't that crazy how long ago that 20 was? 20 years ago? Yeah. God. Do I feel old? Well, you should feel old for many other reasons, oh. not just uh, the fact that Kelly Clarkson has been around for 20 years. Without question, but still. The actual bar from the set of Cheers hit the auction block recently in Dallas, Texas, and George Went and John Ratzenberger got together to sit at it and say goodbye. Uh, the bar, by the way, they note that George played Norm and John was Cliff. Thank you. Here's a here's a here's a sample video to show you who they were. 
See, that should make you feel old. Yeah, I That's know. the thing that should make you feel old is that nobody understands your references when you're talking well, about it. Because how long has the show been off the air? Well, it's been it's... off the air since 1988 or 89 <laughs> oh or 1990. Whatever. It was like the early 90s, I think, yeah. it went off the air. Anyway, <clears throat> the bar includes the counter in three sections with the brass railings, the burgundy bar stools, and the back bar unit. It is also autographed by several of the stars, both Ratzenberger and the late Kirstie Alley actually carved their names into it. The current bid on the bar, $100,000. That's a lot of money. It is. George says the cast uh, still gets together, but not all at once. We catch each other in bits and pieces. It's kind of hard. It's like herding cats trying to get us all together. Probably because you don't want to see each other anymore. Well, plus, I mean, you don't have anything in common for like the last 35 years. True. Well, well yeah, what are you going to do? They've yeah. all gone to different, better things. Anyway, Kim Kardashian had a nice Mother's Day. She was showered in gifts. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was showered like this was when I power washed Ray J's funk off the junk in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine You probably need a power washer on that thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, m- better than the one you'd get at Costco. Uh, Caitlin? I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once auditioned the finger puppets. <laughs> Some root tugging in the jack bus. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her, or she gave me the sloppy Cronkite. <laughs> that's where you end by saying, and that's the way it was. <laughs> Making some people feel old out there this morning. <laughs> no, and that's your Hollywood treasure. Rock what I do. Come today. There are over 10,000 reasons why steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. Find tools for the job site or your own backyard at over 10,000 authorized local steel dealers. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember last week when I said I hated Game 7 situations? What I really meant to say is that I hate Game 7 situations when things don't exactly turn out your way. In the case of the Celtics manhandling the 76ers yesterday in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals, I'm all for that sort of performance any day of the week. Because when push comes to shove, Game 7s aren't all that bad just as long as you're the one dishing out the ass whooping. And that is exactly what you got yesterday. By now you might be aware the Celtics didn't just beat the 76ers yesterday, they crushed them grabbed them by the throat, slapped them into the juice, and stomped on their souls, and they did it for four straight quarters, never easing up until the final score reached an improbable 112-88. to That, my friends, is a mathematical difference of 24 points. And of those 112 points, 51 of them were scored by Jason Tatum, who posted what is being called the most points scored in a Game 7 situation in NBA history. He not only had 51 points, but 13 rebounds and 5 assists. And in doing so, he is only the 5th player to have at least had 50 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists in a single playoff game. His performance yesterday was so significant that when he yelled to the crowd, and I quote, This is my crap. No one could argue with him. Although I should say he did not use the word crap, but rather chose another word of similar scatological meaning, which I should point out still cannot be argued against. So when the Celtics are back in the Eastern Conference semifinals this Wednesday, they will once again face the Miami Heat. 
just like they did last year. Of course, that's when they beat the Heat in a hotly contested seven-game series, but I'm going to ignore that. Try to pretend that the Celtics could end this thing in four games. That would be my preference. Winning game seven yesterday was fun. I just don't want to have that much fun every single time. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The beauty of a Weber gas grill is that you turn it on and you're instantly grilling. It lights up fast, and since you should be grilling every day, you should go to Rocky's and get yourself a Weber. It's the benchmark gas grill, and Rocky's is your grilling destination. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield to Springfield's Classic Rock at 614 in Hart. Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 81. Actually, the whole week, all the way up until uh, Sunday, is going to be a really nice week. Uh, it's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, beautiful weekend over the weekend to go out to Westfield to see the uh, the air show. You know, I did everything I could to avoid going to Westfield or taking the pike or Route well, 20 or any anywhere near around that town. I had two options. Hang on. I gotta tell you, there's something super cool about those planes, man. Yeah? Yeah. They're just like, it just, uh, I don't know, when they fire up on the runway and they, yeah! Remember when we were at the, we were at 70 Hall? Yeah. And, uh, the, uh, the Air Force Band? Navy Band? No, that was the Air Force. Air Force. Yeah. The Air Force Band. And you think about this. Yeah, like Everybody with a musical instrument playing an oboe or a tuba mm-hmm. knows how to fly a plane. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just like sifting through the cookies and the uh, and the free drinks thinking, huh, this is cool. And then all these guys playing in the, like, uh, like the piccolos and flutes are the ones who really truly kick ass. I don't think they all know how to fly planes. I think some of them might know how to fly planes, but uh, some of them might be mechanics. Some of them might be uh, supply people. Some of them might be electricians. Well, you know, whatever. They're doing stuff I can't possibly do. Yeah. And uh, my, I tip my hat off to those folks. And uh, well, I, there was two choices. I could have either gone to the air show or I could have gone to the pancake breakfast. Ooh, I think you made the better choice. You think so? I would have went to the pancake breakfast too. It was just the idea that they were both happening simultaneously. I mm. didn't want to wait too late in the day to go to the air show because I didn't want to miss. It, see, I had been to an air show before, but I'd never actually seen any of the aero acrobatics. Right. Because the last time I was at an air show was with this guy that used to work here, Bob Kester. Do you mm. know him? Boy, vaguely. Never v- heard it. Yeah. Very vague. Well, that particular air show was like 12 years ago. And it was in Westfield, but it rained that day, so the only thing they were doing was, like, the bus with the jets on it. Yeah, so it was all grounded and everything. Yeah, Yeah. but this was the first time I actually got to see the uh, the Golden Knights, the parachuters, and all that stuff. That, it was, it was a very well put on show. I I really, uh, you know. I told you the last time I saw it, I actually didn't go to, uh, to Westover. Yeah. But we went to someone's backyard in, uh, in Ludlow, and everything was flying all over there. And no traffic. It was like the perfect mm-hmm. thing. I'd have to worry about crowds. I could go into their bathroom anytime I wanted to. And uh, the planes are flying overhead so close you could almost touch them. So, well, yeah. See, but but that's the thing. I, we The parking wasn't bad at all because I think because they were charging for it. Sure. So you probably didn't have the chaos that you might have had when it was just a completely free show. Right. 
So and here uh, you here we were complaining about. It. Turned out to be a great thing. Well, it's everyone still, loves spending money in parking. Okay, it's still a little egregious to charge somebody fifty dollars to park up close as opposed to down the road. Sure, because then you got to walk. You know, you got to walk that distance if you if you didn't have the VIP parking. Uh, but uh, we we were lucky enough to have the uh, the passes to go to the Commander Chalet. Really, to watch everything happen. Right in front of you, the Commander Chalet. Yeah, with the uh, with the likes of uh, local politicians like Nick Morganelli. Yeah. Wow. We're talking about having excitement in a tent. My God, I have don't know. A what's conversation m- with Nick Morganelli. I don't know what's more combustible, Nick Morganelli or a jet engine. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure Nick Morganelli is the more combustible one. There. A lot of hot air going yeah. on there. Oh, a lot yeah. of hot air. No no doubt. Uh but uh so yeah, it was like it was like this uh, VIP tent uh, where they were serving hamburgers. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that you didn't have to pay for. If you walked outside, you probably had to pay <laughs> 8 9 bucks for one at the food stand. Well, but, why would the commander have to pay for his own food in his own chalet? I don't know. I didn't even see the commander there. I just uh, we were just hanging out with a bunch of people. Hmm. And, and you uh, went you and your kids, right? Uh I took one of my kids. My other kid didn't want to go. She went to the air show with a friend, and I'm like, you know, if you come with me, I got the VIP passes. No, 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 I'll go with my friend. So she went with her friend. Huh. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Imagine that. She would rather be with a friend than with an adult. Well, I mean, I guess they're getting to that age where they don't really care to hang out with dad anymore. Oh, they are at that age. You want to hang out with somebody else's parent. Yeah. Somebody else's parent is so much cooler than your own. Why is that, by the way? Because what? that's just a it's just a natural type of thing that every kid has to go through. It's yeah. a it's a way for them to uh, painfully separate themselves from you. So other parents aren't. At, it's not that they're cooler. It's just that they're different, and you don't have they don't have to live with you and listen to all their rules. Uh, they are cooler because their rules do not apply to you. That's well, that's the reason why they're cooler. Well, either either way. Uh, we saw the big fire engine with the big jets on it, and right. then the thing speeds down the runway at like 250 miles an hour, which That's was cool. pretty cool. Uh, and the smell. You know, my, my, my daughter was like, oh, that, that's, that smell. She goes, I can smell that smell. And I said, uh, that's jet fuel. I said, it's the smell of freedom or $5,000 a minute, depending on how you want to look at it. <laughs> but they... They had quite a few displays. It was it was it was a good time. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. It was. I I I uh, I would go again. Yeah, if I uh, had VIP passes. Yeah, we uh, we didn't. Uh, yeah, we had we had to go uh, to Vermont to wrap things up. Oh, yeah, this is a big week. Things are getting moved. So you, you know, if you had gone to the air show and hitched a ride with one of them fighter jets, you could have been there in like five minutes. Probably. Yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure they weren't doing uh, shuttles from the tarmac. No, they weren't. There's also not a uh, landing strip in the town that we're in in Vermont. There's nowhere to go. Oh, so there's a mountain. Yeah, but you when when it planes and mountains are not necessarily simpatico. In fact, a lot of bad things happen when you combine the two. No, you land up the hill and then you turn the mm. plane around and then you take off that way. It's not really as smooth as it seems. Yeah, see, maybe you're just not thinking uh, third dimensional. No, I, I'm actually thinking safety first. Oh, is that? Yeah, what it that's, is? A, that's the way I always I don't am. Know about safety, it's safety. Yeah, but either way, the, uh, there was no parking issues. There was no. Uh, I didn't have to wait in line. We got there probably around nine, right when it when it started, 
And there's quite a few people there already. Sure. But uh, the traffic was flowing in and out. There was uh, no issues. There you go. Unless, I don't know, maybe they had issues in the afternoon. Did Nick Morganelli have as much fun as you did? No. He's got some issues he wants to talk about. Oh, yeah, I know. On our show? Uh, no, I, I, I'm trying to deter him from not doing yeah, it on our show. You know, yeah, that's, that'd be like the worst place for him to be. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, well, I'm glad you spent time with him. Yo, yeah. Yeah, me too. You know what? I'm glad I didn't have to pay for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. John Hazen here. As you... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 627 and the Eagles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of 76 tomorrow, sunny and a high of 81. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, keyword to cash coming up after 8 o'clock today, 8, 11, uh, 2, and 5. That's when you'll hear the keyword. When you hear it, you want to put it down on uh, rock102.com. It could be worth 1000 bucks. 1000 bucks. One thousand dollars shut the front door i don't Max. lie about these kinds of things steve hey uh do you want to laugh i do all right let's do it it's Bax and nagel's joke of the day i'm funny how i mean funny like i'm a clown i amuse you on rock 102 i make you laugh springfield's <laughs> classic rock i think i own the worst thesaurus in the world the worst yeah not only is it terrible it's terrible Get it? I see what you did Because it doesn't give me any other words any for words. the thing. the same word for the one word. Whoa. <laughs> see, I, I should do like the, the joke. We'll, we'll do it online. The yeah. joke I couldn't do on the air. <laughs> we should do it on, on, the, on the internet. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, I don't know. You got to take a little risk there, Bax. It's not on the air. It would be off the air. Fair enough. All right. Okay. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News. 632 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. One person is dead after a shooting on Lyman Street in Holyoke on Saturday. According to Captain Matthew Moriarty, at approximately 1.30 a.m. on Saturday, the Holyoke police were notified of a shot spotter activation of multiple shots around Lyman and High Streets. When they arrived, they found a shooting victim on Lyman Street. Another report was received about a second victim that was entering the Holyoke Medical Center and is currently in stable condition. The victim that was found on Lyman Street has died. The shooting is currently being investigated by the Hamden County DA's office. A man from Enfield was arrested on Friday after a search of a home resulted in the seizure of drugs and firearms. According to the Enfield Police, Officers executed a search and seizure warrant at 372 George Washington Road on Friday. Earlier in the day, uh, a woman ripped a large bag of suspected fentanyl at the home. which Man, uh, Barry co- is going yes, to have is. big problems with you. Which caused exposure to herself and the two officers. Due to the search and seizure warrant, 21-year-old Robert Corey was arrested for... Uh, Multiple things. Operation of a drug. I like operation of a drug factory. That's a cool charge. That's a kind of it's like, interesting. It's very Willy Wonka. Like uh, you're now Charlie who has taken over the drug factory. Yeah. You're not just working at a drug factory. You're operating it. You're running. The Oompa Loompas are working hard to get that cocaine and fentanyl out the door. <laughs> Oompa Loompa. Oompa dee doo. Yeah. I've got some fentanyl for you. Yeah, you you stole fentanyl. You get nothing. <laughs> 
Corey was given a $1.5 million surety bond and an additional uh, $1 million surety bond on an earlier incident. Is he good for it? I, well, with all the, I mean, uh, how much goes into your drug factory? It's a good, what, what's good the point. O, what's the overhead on your drug factory? Uh, probably quite a lot, but uh, you know it is it is a lucrative business. Yeah, I was gonna say it can't be that much. <laughs> I don't. You know, to be uh, to be honest, Steve, it's been so long since I've been in the uh, illegal drug trade. Well, it's hard to hard to use my experience and apply it to today's uh, drug culture. These uh, the, these uh, drug dens should be uh, taking money and putting it aside. For tuition expenses at the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge, uh, you know, like in anticipation, like like a like a Pell Grant or yeah, uh, right. you know something like that. Yeah, it should definitely be a grant, something you wouldn't have to pay back. Yeah, yeah. it's like joining the reserves. You know what I mean? Like uh, one weekend a month, two weeks a year, you have to go and deliver some drugs. Yeah, I'd like to know. see Sally May try to decipher that one. I don't think Sally May knows anything. <laughs> Sally May doesn't know anything about having a good time. No, she, she does not. Uh, is it Sally May or Fannie May? Maybe it's Fannie now. Fannie I don't know May. who it is anymore. Somebody May. Somebody's last name is yeah, May. Yeah, like somebody may play for your kid to go to the Steve Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. The uh, son of former Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker was arrested Saturday night for drunk driving. 29-year-old Andrew Baker was stopped on 95 South mm. in Peabody. After a uh, sobriety test, state police arrested Baker for operating under the influence of liquor. You know, no offense to Charlie because I like Charlie, but yeah. his kid is stupid. And I'll tell you why. The time to have got arrested for drunk driving is not after your dad stops being governor. Yeah. You know, the time the time to get, you know, because he could have, you know, your dad could have helped you. you. Your dad is now the head of the NCAA. There's nothing he can do for you. I'm pretty sure his dad's going to help him in some way. What? Get a basketball scholarship? No, Come on. This will be like one of those things where you say, oh, yeah, I was drunk. Okay, well, don't do anything for a year and uh, we'll never uh, speak of this again. Kind of thing. If I were the governor, this would never be out in the public. No one would ever hear about this situation. He's going to quaff it. Quaff it? Continued without a finding. Oh. Don't ask me how I know all the inner workings of the court system. Hey, Steve. Yeah. How do you know all about the inner workings of the court system? I don't know. Uh, Westford uh, firefighters assisted the Westford Police Department, Westford Animal Control, Mass Environmental Police, and Mass Division of Fisheries and Wildlife to help uh, safely sedate a wild moose in distress. Members of the B-Shift at Westford's uh, Forge Village Station tended to a wild moose in distress near St. Catherine's Church on North Main Street Friday afternoon. Wildlife officials were able to safely sedate the moose for relocation. You're giving them a... Uh, a Bill Cosby uh, pill. Yes, yes, that's exactly. You're roofing. We're, gonna, we're roofing the, mo- the moose. Roof the moose. Yeah, and then the moose moose wakes up in the middle of a forest somewhere, going, "Where the hell am I? How far away from home am I?" Yeah, I was just outside of a nice town. I was ready to sit down and have some uh, <laughs> some brew, moose brew. Yeah. Once the yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen this. It's funny that you bring up moose. Remember Moosehead Beer? Yeah. All right. So there's a new there's a new uh, documentary about Michael J. Fox called uh, Still, and it's actually it's it's yeah. really really good. Anyway, there's a there's a scene where he's he's in an interview and he just decides, yeah, hey, I, I, I my my favorite beer is the one that's got a, a moose on it. I don't want to say what the name is. Like the next day, 
this big giant truck, this beer delivery truck, drops off like about a hundred cases of moosehead for this guy. Wow! It's like why can't we get that? One, I don't even know if they make moosehead anymore. But uh, yeah, I don't think do they. Yeah, you want to you want to kill you want to see a moose in trouble? Try giving Michael J. Fox a bunch of uh, glass bottles. See what happens. Moosehead beer. Yeah, right. I don't know if you want to do that or not. That's a that's a little dangerous. No, you don't. Uh, Moosehead beer. They still make. Do they really? Yeah. I have no idea. God, I. That used to be kind of popular, wasn't it? Wasn't Moosehead it? was a real popular yeah. beer. What did they do to lose their business? I don't know. Been um, such a long time. Yeah, I guess uh, today, uh, Moosehead Breweries Limited, led by uh, Susanna's great-great-great-grandson, Andrew Oland, located in St. John, New Brunswick. Moosehead Breweries is the last major brewery in Canada owned by Canadians. Is that true? I guess so. Labatt's or Rickards is well, not they're the... probably like Anheuser-Busch, where, uh, you know, you, you sold to a corporation years ago, and people you make people think that it's like still Canadian beer, but it's really not. You know that's the weirdest thing. If you go to like a like a tour of like the major breweries, like a you know Miller Coors or or Anheuser Busch, and you see all the different brands that they own, it's yeah. staggering. Well, that was like uh, not unlike the Coca Cola when uh, going to the Coke uh, Museum in Atlanta. Yeah, all the different brands of soft drinks they make that you didn't think were under the same brand of Coca Cola. You know, like oh uh, yeah, like Crush. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, Fanta. Ooh, I love a good Fanta. Uh, tab. Mm-hmm. Well, look at like PepsiCo. They're they're not exclusively just a uh, a beverage company. Yeah, they make Doritos, Lay's, to uh, Quaker Oats. Yeah, I mean uh, rolled gold pretz Fritos. I love a good Frito. Wasn't the movie that with the a civil action when the one they made with John uh, Travolta. Wasn't that like a it was it was a the Tropicana company, yeah, that was polluting uh, something, but it was under a different name, but under the guise of like they made all this other stuff. They made right. uh, orange juice and uh, breakfast uh, breads and things like that. Like mm-hmm. it was all under a different. You don't know who you're buying from. Of course you don't. Well, that's why you know I'm watching. I'm reading all this stuff about how Bud Light has taken a hit. Like big time since that uh, that whole uh, advertising thing that they did back in back in April, they're down like what is it twelve percent or it's, something like that. It's more than that. It's up to like twenty percent some All areas right, of the so, country. So you know, it's like, uh, but how many other brands does Anheuser Busch own that that oh those sales are rising, but it's under the same company. Yeah, but it's but it's still the same. It's under the same company, but it's the same company that made a major mistake in in how they marketed themselves or a major miscalculation. I should say whether it's a mistake is is, is anyone's I'm, guess. My, my point is like if, when you have a boycott of a company, you'd think all of the sales would be down, not just like oh yeah, well sales in Yingling rose or whatever because that's an Anheuser Busch product too, right? Isn't Yingling? Um, is it? I don't know, but yeah, uh, Stella Artois is, Bush, uh, Michelob, uh, Ho Garden. Haven't had a Ho Garden in a while. A Ho Garden? I haven't had a Ho Garden. Well, there you go. But uh, yeah, but they got a bunch. They've got a bunch of uh, brands, but none of them have been 
other than Bud, have been a big seller like a Bud, a Bud Light. Well, now it's not selling at all, so there you go. I know. Yeah, again, with the boycotts. I don't, like, I guess if you want to boycott something, you have every right to do that, but how many products do you use every day or places that you go into every day that you have no idea mm-hmm. what the ideology of the people that run that company are? That so until you find out what they support, then you boycott. I don't really. I never really understood the whole boycotting of anything. If yeah. I just don't like something, I just won't go there anymore. Or I won't buy it. My brand loyalty is purely about quality, not about That's what I'm talking morality. About. Like when uh, when they came out and like Chick Fil A. Uh, when they had the big problem with uh, gays and lesbians, and they're like, "Well, you know, we don't, uh, we don't really approve of that." Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't enough to make me not to go to a Chick Fil A. Horrible chicken sandwiches were enough to make <laughs> me not go to a Chick Fil A. Like I like the, Wait, long know, long lines is what does it for me. But like, but even if I like the chicken sandwich, that wouldn't make a difference to me whether or not, because again. I'm picking and choosing which True. ones I want to do. But what about all the other places I go into? Maybe they all go against my moral beliefs. But you're not either. Uh, but you're not a, among one of those population groups that is being um, uh, you, you, uh, marginalized, discrimi- or marginalized, or discriminated against in that situation. I mean, you're not a lesbian, as far as I know. I don't know. I kind of act like one sometimes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure you do. Um, but uh, I, ju- I just don't get it. I don't get the, the, you know, you boycott something, again, when there are many other things to be upset about <clears throat> that you can't control. If you if you let your life do that, you wouldn't be able to go anywhere. I used to know a person, uh, and I, I spend no time with this person anymore because I, I found them to be intolerable. But... Uh, you know, they had like a whole laundry list of, of businesses that they wouldn't patronize simply because of one position or another. Mm-hmm. It was always like there was always a political motivation as to yeah. not, you know, participate or or buy their products. And I was like, you know, who's who's got this all written down in a spreadsheet? How am I supposed to you know, all these companies are owned by larger conglomerates. Yeah. How am I supposed to find out? Find out, you know, who's got a position on this thing or that thing. I don't yeah. have that kind of time. If I'm in a store and I want something to to eat, and then and let's just say I wanted a twelve pack of Bud Light. If I'm really thirsty, I'll drink a. Well, I mean, yeah, this is a hypothetical situation. There's all kinds of reasons not to drink Bud Light, but it wouldn't be purely on political reasons. No, and and that's the thing that surprises me the most. It took this long for somebody to figure out that Bud Light was a really bad beer. That it's really just alcohol with fizz in it. You know what I mean? Like you talk about all these breweries around yeah. here that have specialty brews and all that stuff. Those are like you know the micro brews. Those are the ones that kind of like built this country. Were these yeah. small little breweries that turned into these giant Anheuser Bushes and Coors. <laughs> It just, it just doesn't make sense to 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 kind of like say I'm going to boycott this. You just don't buy it. You're do. I mean the result is the same. Yeah. But to say you're going to boycott something, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense because, again, what about all the other places that you patronize yeah. that... Here, here, here's my question. The, the people that are boycotting Bud Light, are they boycotting every Anheuser-Busch product? 
Probably not. Probably because not. Because you don't know. It's too confusing to figure out how many different products that they yeah. own. There's probably people saying, I'll never drink Bud Light again, but I'm going to snag some Michelob Ultra at the packy. Yeah. It's the same product. It's, it's the it, same company. Yeah, it's just going to be rebranded under something else. Ah, nah, no. these people. Uh, anyway, uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It is 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Springfield's classic rock is everywhere. Yikes. I have no idea what he was just singing. Uh, uh, I'll tell you, uh, by the way, Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. What, I'll tell you what he was saying. You ready? Because yeah. I'll do the forecast the way he would do it. Okay. Thirty-six in downtown Springfield. I understood all of that. Yeah, I, but I didn't understand a damn thing. Well, of what you he knew was that saying. I said it was going to be sunny and a high of seventy-six today. Uh, tomorrow, sunny and a high of eighty-one. It's thirty-six in downtown. Hey, what are you repeating everything we do now? Well, uh, some people <laughs> just don't understand. Hey, the big bonk and smoke returns to the log cabin on Wednesday, June twenty-first, and tickets are now on sale. Come and enjoy a fun night out with a beautiful view of the side of Mount Tom and. You get your cig- uh, cigars from the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam, an event t-shirt from GG Inc.'s custom, in printing, uh, custom ink printing, and a premium food spread, including hors d'oeuvres, dinner, dessert. The food is always fantastic. Details and tickets available at rock102.com. I am required to tell you that cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. you got to be over 21 with a positive ID to enter. It's the Big Bonk and Smoke, June 21st at the Log Cabin. Brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, no, you have to read that uh, in Eddie Vedder's voice. Yeah. I'd really rather not. All the honking, all the smoking. Cigarettes, cigarettes, cigarettes. over 21 with a positive See, you're too understandable to be there. That's... Yeah, you know, that, that's been the that's been a curse since the uh, very beginning. Uh, speaking of uh, of bands uh, who have had beefs with Ticketmaster, yes, uh, you and I were talking off the air this morning about this uh, this lady who went to a Taylor Swift show, paid like you know fifteen hundred dollars for tickets, and then realized for front row seats, and then when she gets there, Ticketmaster added two more rows in front of her. Mm-hmm. That Taylor Swift was selling off to her all her uh, proteges and friends and things like that. Right. So what? the first row was not really the first row. No, but wouldn't that be uh, false advertising? If you were buying a ticket that was X amount of dollars for a front row seat. Right. And then you actually got third row because they decided to add two more rows at the end. There's probably a stipulation in that contract when you buy the ticket that says, yeah, you know what? You have no no legal stance on this because we can do whatever we want. There probably is some fine print that basically says these tickets. They can do that. Are the front row that you can buy. Yeah. They're not the best row. They're the front row that are available to you. Yeah, I'm starting to think Taylor Swift ain't that innocent in this whole uh, ticket uh, gouging thing. She knows exactly how much money she's getting, and she's probably getting... She probably negotiated a good portion to get that money from Ticketmaster. She's very shrewd. Yeah. I think we can all agree that she's uh, she's shrewd. And uh, shrewd people have a tendency 
to some sometimes manipulate situations in such a way where the one who profits the most is them. Yeah. And I'm going to say she's probably one of those types, types of people. She probably is. She has manipulated the entire system to but, work for her because uh, who who uh, else who else is uh is charging that much money for a show? Bruce Springsteen. But that's about it. It's it's not like every concert, every big concert this season is charging Dude, that much. It's for- $300 to go see Bruno Mars at the Mass Mutual Center. Right. Worth every penny. In a small place like that, $300. I know. I know. But 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 300 is still better than 1000. Yeah, but but still, I mean, obviously Taylor Swift is way more way more popular than Bruno Mars, but Bruno Mars is pretty popular in his own right. Sure, but still, three hundred bucks to go see him in downtown Springfield. The crazy, a- the craziest part about that is that three hundred dollar ticket, I believe, is in the back row. Aerosmith was five hundred bucks. I know, and I, you know, I can't justify paying yeah. anything like that. I bought tickets the, the other day to a show that's going to happen uh, in New Hampshire. Yeah. 35 bucks each. Well, we, and we, it's a it's a we, solid show. The show you and I are going to. Yes. In July at Treehouse, $35 for They Might Be Giants. Yeah. I'm I'm seeing Jerry Harrison from the Talking Heads and Adrian Ballou yeah. do like uh, like Talking Heads music in New Hampshire. Did, 35 bucks a shot. I believe John Linnell wrote Shake It Off. He might have. Yeah. I wouldn't be and, surprised. And now you're seeing the original for for a, a fraction of the price. Scott Cohen joining us in just a few minutes at 6:59 at Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, we live in a society of constant surveillance. No matter where you go, there's a camera following your every move. You got cameras in grocery stores, libraries, street corners. You got cameras in doorbells, taxi cabs. Hell, even cops are loaded down with video equipment. And you're not being videotaped by just the authorities. You got every sucker with a cell phone acting like every moment of their day is another episode of Candid Camera. So with all that pervasive video coverage, why would a guy purposely do something stupid like brandish a gun in public and wave it around like a jackass? And not just any guy, but a guy who's making $27 million playing in the NBA like John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies. Not once, but twice. You may recall that back in March, John Morant was suspended after security cameras spotted him drunk and holding a gun in a Denver area nightclub. Morant was not only suspended for eight games, he was also forced to participate in a mandatory counseling program. Yesterday, Morant was suspended from all team activities after a video showed him on a live Instagram feed flashing a gun while driving and singing along to the rap music that was blasting from his vehicle. The video, which has since been taken down, was enough for team officials to conclude that perhaps their star point guard might be somewhat of a jerk. Folks, if I were a 23-year-old man with a promising NBA career making $27 million a year, the very last thing I would want to do would be to put any of it in jeopardy. I would uh, especially watch my behavior knowing that not only is every idiot out there taking my picture on his phone, but that every street corner nightclub and liquor store is taking footage of everything I do. And that perhaps acting like a gun-toting douchebag is putting all of that in danger. Basketball isn't going to last forever, but being stupid and broke can often last a lifetime. The question is, which one you going to be? Because I would want both. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I'm waiting for the Pellet Steak Steakhouse to open. 
because when you grill with a Traeger wood fire pellet grill, meat gets all smoky and that wood flame flavor, but you got precision temperature and flame control, and that's important. Grill with a Traeger from Rocky's Ace Hardware and Steakhouse. I'm Pax. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic, classic. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven and The Who with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 76. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 81. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. What a breathtaking delight to welcome him back. America's guest. Hey! It's just breathtaking. I wouldn't hey. necessarily add delight to well, that. You know, well, you're not trying to sell the sizzle on that steak. Yes. Uh, it's Scott Cohen. Welcome back. Hi, guys. How are you? Oh, my God. Never better. Uh, listen. How are you, Bax? You know what? I've uh, been saying for the better part of a couple of weeks that there's nothing I hate more in sports than a Game 7 situation. Because you just can't stand the tension. The tension is ridiculous. Yep. And if you can't win it in four games, then you know what? I, I You're nothing but disappointment. You me. know, the, I I mean, uh, honestly, you know, I know you're being a little flippant here as as you're known to be. Yeah. But I, you know, but there's something to be said for that. I mean, I just sometimes you just can't friggin take it because well, it's the, too the, much. The thing is, you know, uh, so the Celtics let a couple things go with, you know, James Harden and Joel Embiid. I mean, th- those guys are fantastic. They are. But, you know, uh, when it comes to a seventh and deciding game, you always wonder, well, can the Celtics hold on? Can, right. Can, can, are they going to get blown out? Is, are they going to win? How can they, can they possibly lose three playoff games at home? It's almost, I mean, I don't want to say it's unheard of. It happens. It's but, almost unheard of. But what you do have that is unheard of is the performance of Jason Tatum. Yes. 51 points in, in, in that game. And it's not just that. I mean... He's got 13 rebounds. He's got five assists. I mean, he's playing oh, every. He's, he's got. He's not hogging the ball. He's all over the court. He's all over the place. Yep. I mean, it just it, it's it's an historic performance when they needed it absolutely the most. If that if that doesn't elevate him to an all time Celtics legend, I don't know who the hell. I don't know what the hell else he should have been able to do. Well, here's you know, and and here's the thing about what he did yesterday. Um, and listen, this is this is just the way uh, sports fans are, and it it's what makes. You know, it's what makes sports what it is. He had a terrible performance in game six. And so all I meant just a couple of days ago. And he's the exact same guy that he was in game six that mm-hmm. he that he is in game seven and is today. People after um, him laying an egg were sitting there or excuse me, game five. I'm talking about um, that. Is he, you know, is he the future? Should with Celtics be rethinking this? You know, blah, 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 blah. And then he turns right around. He basically wins game six with a huge fourth quarter and then steps on the court yesterday and and delivers a performance like that for the ages. Mm-hmm. He's he he is the real deal. He was the real deal in the middle of last week and he's he's going to be the real deal in the next round and in the NBA finals. That guy is a is a stud. Uh, you know, while the uh, Sixers quit in the third quarter, uh, Harden's f- flagrant one foul actually cost them the game. Oh, yeah, Harden yes. lost oh, the, yeah. He lost the ball while driving to the basket with a 35-27 <laughs> lead at the 8-minute, 22nd mark of the second quarter. And on the play, he extended didn't his right you, arm back and hit Jalen Brown in the face. Didn't you have uh, just need to take a phone call? Or was that... 
It, it, don't worry about that. The flagrant <laughs> foul sparked a 8 nothing run that enabled yeah. the uh, Celtics to not the score at 35. The Sixers lost all their momentum. You don't Never need, had a chance you don't need me. You don't need me here. He's, I mean, his you, analysis is always so spot, spot on. on. It really yeah. is. Spot on. Well, thank you for at least admitting that we <laughs> yeah. don't need you here. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of the big things about, you know, uh, obviously everyone's going to talk about Tatum, but the fact of the matter is... Uh, their defense was great because yeah. they hold James Harden to nine points right. and B doesn't score more than 15. 15. And when you think about, you know, how these both these guys at various points in this series in were the lights series, out, never mind during the year during the series. Just just this series were just, you know, just completely on fire and and to be clamped down to a 24-point loss in a seventh game is humiliating. It's humiliating. And, you know, the thing about it is, too, is that um, the Celtics, obviously, they made they made some adjustments. You know, uh, uh, I thought it, so Marcus Smart, um, after they, they lost game five, sat there and talked about uh, he, he was very blunt in his assessment of the coaching staff, saying that, you know, we're uh, we're learning. We're learning from him. He's learning from us. Maybe we're not totally there yet. And, you know, you really don't hear players talk like that. And man, it just it it all came together in the last two games. They're 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 playing great. And, you know, but I just think it's I think it's crazy that after game five, people have them written off. And now right now they're they're favorites to win the NBA title again. So here's here's the thing. Uh, you know, Miami is no slouch and there's a lot going on with the Miami Heat, which yep. could, could suggest that this could be another seven game series. I hope backs. I hope it is. I hope it's four and out. That's what I, I don't want a seven game. I won't be I happy know. with a six game series. I if know. the Celtics can't win this in four, I'm like, come on. now. Well, they're not they're not winning. Uh, that's just that's just not going to happen. I know Miami's too good. That's just not you know that's not the way the ball bounces. And again, you, when we first started the conversation, I know I know a seven game series can be a tension convention. But buddy, I want to I want to milk every last <laughs> minute out of this. I don't care if it takes till August twentieth yeah. to to finish the NBA championship. If that's what it takes, I'm all Dude, for you, it. You, you do realize that the finals <laughs> are going to happen on the same date, and whether it's a seven game series or I a know. four, it's like, not going to make any difference yeah. at all. But you know, that's I I think a lot of people kind of expected this. What this would probably be the matchup between Miami and and Boston. Sure. And my God, I hope. I hope the Celtics can continue this because, you know, a couple games ago, everyone's talking about, you know, Joe Missoula, he should have called timeouts and, you know, right. they're real cr- critical of him. Yes. And saying, you know, Yudoka wouldn't have made these mistakes. Well, Yudoka made other mistakes. Well, he made other mistakes uh, <laughs> that, that kept him uh, out of the picture. And uh, and then over and then in the West uh, tomorrow night, uh, the Lakers and, and Nuggets play each other. And I, I, we, I think the last time we chatted, nobody... Even hardened NBA fans, nobody knows anything about Denver. I don't care you if you sit there and tell me that you know about the Denver Nuggets. You're you're just a big fat phony. Yeah. And then look, we have LeBron James and the Lakers, which we love. We dude, we love that. We love it. It would be it would be amazing if if the Lakers yes. win this. The the Lakers are. Um, they played their way in. They yeah, they played their way in. They were the seventh seed, and Denver is the the one seed. Yeah. So you know, on paper, Denver should be walking away with this, but no, it, maybe not. No, maybe not. And then you know, how teams great peak, teams how, peak at the right time. And how amazing would it be is if your NBA Finals are the Lakers and Celtics we'll love it, again? Of yeah. course, no doubt. Fantastic. Speaking of uh, peaking at the right time, on to the Red Sox now. Oh Jesus. 
Yeah, there was a story uh, the other day about how. Uh, uh, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can find it because I want to make sure I got this. I want to get this right. You know, Chris Sale had a couple of really great pitching uh, performances, yes. yep. and they were both blown by the relievers. The bullpen. And the bullpen blew it. Now. You know, Chris Sale is a is a very tender, fey young yes, man, yes, he and is. could easily uh, fall apart into a million pieces yep. at any point. You've lost to the Cardinals, worst one of the worst teams, one of the worst in teams baseball. in baseball. You're not just losing; they're clobbering you. Clobbering you. I don't. I don't. I just. I just don't get it. They're I, the Cardinals. That they, they they suck. And okay, and in, in a word, um. Yeah, dude, the Sox are um, they're well. They're back. They're back in last place. Yep. Um, it's only the second time that they have gotten swept in a series all year. Tampa did it to them earlier, and you know there there's no there's no shame in that. But they went. They had won eight games in a row. They were sitting there like, oh, maybe they're not as bad as we think they are. This weekend comes. Guess what? They're as bad as we think they are. This is the, this is the story. It was on ESPN. How Kenley Jansen has rediscovered himself in Boston, and then you watch the last couple of outings that he had. Right. Like, yeah, he rediscovered how to blow a how to blow a save twice in a row. Corey Kluber was their opening day starter. That one year contract, ten million bucks, and he the dude can't get out of his out of his own way. But listen, this is this is what we expected. I mean, there's there's no there's no mystery to this. Yeah, this is what we expected. Now you had a, a, another story you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, so um, lost in the whole Celtic shuffle uh, over the weekend. Everything we're focusing on that. Uh, Richie Warinsky from South Hadley, um, PGA golfer. Um, he's had you know good solid career. You know, cashes checks most most weekends. A uh, great guy from a great family, local guy. He all, he was in contention for four rounds at the Byron Nelson over the weekend. I think he finished five shots back. He was three shots out of the lead after the third round. Fantastic weekend. The PGA is coming up this week. Uh, you know, a, a major championship. So I'm um, going to be curious to keep an eye on him. But he he played great over the weekend, and I just wanted to make sure that we you know uh, recognize that. Very good. Good to have you. Good to see you. Great talk. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve-O. <laughs> and uh, listen, keep up the... Uh, buddy, you are looking just... Svelte. Svelte. Oh, yeah. svelte. svelte. I like that word, svelte. You are looking yeah. good. Well, thank he, you very much. He's a real snack now, isn't he? He is, man. I'm he's a whole a... meal, my friend. Whole meal. Mm. Yeah. Whole meal. <laughs> Scott Cohen at 721 on Rock 102. Get fresh, you're playing. Just a rock and roll, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 728 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a very nice day today. Sunny and a high of 76. Matter of fact, the whole week is just going to be uh, sunny and like in the 70s, which is nice. Uh, it's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk about this uh, last week other than like after we were off the air already. But uh, did you see the story about Bo Jackson? Yeah, he had... Uh, I, we were going to talk about it, and we didn't talk about it. Yeah, Bo Jackson uh, apparently is is getting ready or has had a procedure to uh, to cure hiccups. Yeah. He has had a case of hiccups since last July and has been unable to stop them. I once had hiccups for three days, and I thought that this was going to last forever, and they finally just went away. I, I've, I've never had them last uh, more than an hour, but I can't even imagine a couple of days. Never mind since last July. Yeah, 
He says he's uh, he says he's done everything. He said I I I've done everything. Scare me, drink water upside down, smell the ass of a porcupine. It doesn't yeah. work. I didn't even realize the porcupine was an option. I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, what is I don't that? Know. I have no idea. Is that like somebody peeing on your leg when you get stuck stung by a jellyfish? Yeah, apparently that doesn't. Like that doesn't really do anything. It's just some kind of sick thing that somebody came up with. <laughs> like like someone who had like a like a fetish or something. Yeah, they were like, oh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think uh, cures this uh, jellyfish thing? Uh, well, honey, I think. Uh, me peeing on it might help. <laughs> that seems oh, reasonable. Okay, I believe you. Suddenly, and I'm not I'll, thinking about the, the 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 pain of the sting. I'm yeah, thinking about how that guy, dis- did that guy just pee on me. Yeah, how disgusting was that? Anyhow, yeah. So Bo Jackson, uh, you know, almost a year long case of the hiccups. Bo knows indigestion. <laughs> Bo knows diarrhea. <laughs> So anyway, best of luck to him. It's yeah. uh, 7.30. we got news next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for uh, news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rom Hyundai. Go to Gary Rom Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Firefighters were on scene for reports of a chimney fire in the area of Main Street in Wilbraham yesterday. According to the department, crews were called to the scene around 2 p.m., Officials confirmed firefighters were able to dis- extinguish the fire after about 30 minutes and no injuries were reported. It wasn't uh, like a chimney kind of day yesterday. Actually, it hasn't been a chimney day in about four weeks. It got uh, it got a little chilly last night. Yeah, but, you know, uh, when it's like 60, 70 degrees, even an 80-degree day, yeah. it's not the day where you say, hey, you know what would be really great if we curled up beside uh, the fireplace and yeah. a little log or two. That's true. I guess you could do that if you want to. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't do that. Uh my kid had a we had a softball game last night up in Northampton. Mm-hmm. On Mother's Day. What's that all about? What well, are what, these sporting uh, events being on holidays now? You know, my uh my niece and nephew get that all the time where they gotta play uh you know soccer on Mother's Day. Your mother doesn't want to be at a soccer game. Your mother doesn't want to be anywhere near you on Mother's Day. No. Your mother wants to relax in peace. She doesn't, your your she mother's doesn't, had enough of you. She doesn't even want to go to brunch. Stop forcing it on her. <laughs> Seriously. I, yeah. I think most women uh, or you know moms out there probably just want a day to relax. Yeah. Hey, Ma, would you... Would you like to have an inadequate brunch that you will walk away being disappointed from? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that. yeah, thank you. An Enfield man was charged with operating a drug factory after two Enfield police officers and an unidentified female were exposed to fentanyl. Enfield police say the incident happened at a home on George Washington Road on Friday. The female ripped open a large bag of suspended fentanyl. After a search of the home, police uh, arrested 21-year-old Robert Corey from Enfield. He was charged with possession of a weapon, violations of conditions of release, operating a drug factory. Congratulations, Charlie. <laughs> You're now the recipient of the drug factory. No, you stole fizzy lifting drugs. You get nothing. nothing. Now run, Charlie. Run all the way home and don't stop until you get a bond for your release. <laughs> and if Slugworth is there and asks you about the ever-loving gobstopper, you say no. What is failure to obtain a serial number? Uh, could it be a ghost gun? 
would they wear? Oh, or, maybe, maybe. Or a gun without a serial number on it? Oh, unlawful storage of a firearm, failure to obtain a serial number. You're probably right. It has something to do with the gun. Probably. Uh, possession of a controlled substance, possession with intent to sell. Um, who? Uh, I want to know more about the woman that ripped open the big bag of fentanyl. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, you got powdered sugar. Like I asked you, what, what does fentanyl look like? I don't even know what fentanyl I have, is. I couldn't tell you. Well, let's let's look it up. What does fentanyl look like? All right. Uh, there we go. A little educational thing. What does fentanyl? Fentanyl is t- uh, typical, uh, typically available in two main types, powder and liquid. Uh, well, that doesn't help. Oh, it looks like cocaine a little bit. Uh, well, uh, I'm seeing, yes, okay. All right, yeah, I'm seeing it in a little vial. All right. That's the picture that I got. So here's the problem. Improper storage. You can't put the fentanyl next to the bag of flour. So when, uh, you know, your lady goes in to make you delicious chocolate chip cookies, Mm -hmm. she opens up the bag of fentanyl, not knowing what she just opened. Oh, oh, not, it's not flour. I don't think you want to make fentanyl cookies. I really don't. Fentanyl cookies actually sound pretty good. Actually, they don't. No? You sure? No. You, one, you'll want to eat all the cookies. And then two, I think they could kill you. you no, know, you eat fentanyl the cookies. Ooh, you see? Well, that's a play on words, yeah, Steve. The one that Barry would hate. That would be very clever. Uh, more than a dozen teachers are back to work after a strike closed a Springfield daycare center earlier last week. Uh, on Monday of last week, 16 teachers who are a member of the UAW Local 2332 makes the 2321 uh, people <laughs> look like scabs. Right. Began outside the Springfield Partners for Community Action the Early Learning Center on State Street. Uh, union officials said uh, on Thursday, those teachers received an immediate wage increases and changes to the dress code while the parties agreed to conduct further negotiations on compensation and time off after the state budget is finalized this summer. This was all part of contract negotiations where teachers they uh, Western Mass News spoke with this week said they wanted a more relaxed dress code, higher pay, and more time off during the year. What, what does the, the relaxed dress code mean? What is the dress code for a daycare center? I mean, obviously, you can't wear a shirt that, uh, you know, uh, has F-U written yeah, on it. Yeah, I mean, or, like, booty shorts would not be something you would, uh, yeah. that would probably be allowed. But what, what does it mean? What I do they want? They probably, it's probably, uh, you know, it's a, you can only wear jeans on Friday in the office. Well, you know what? Now you can wear jeans every day. I would have no problem with that at all. I wear jeans every day. I, mean, I, I think I have another pair of uh, pants that are not jeans. Yeah. But, that, you know, I don't look like working in a business that requires anything more than that. Well, that's you have to go with what business you're in. I guess. I mean, you and I, we don't really have to impress anybody. The only people that can see each other are you, me, and maybe a handful of office people by the time we leave here. Well, I got that one guy. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's worried about dress codes. He's more worried about something else. But uh, you know what I mean. Like we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, thank goodness. I don't, I don't know even how I could, how I could live with myself if I had to get dressed up in a suit and tie every day. That would. I wouldn't want that. And no. I'm, you know what? How I realize how lucky I am. You know, people go, "Oh my God, you got to get up so early for that job in the morning." You know what? It's really not that bad. We actually have it pretty good. You know, we don't, we don't have to dress up. Uh, we, we have to dress up when we like do meetings or things like that, but that's but we, about it. We, but we never have to wear a tie. 
No, because most people, including the clients of this radio station, understand it's a very relaxed environment around right. here. You know, the last time I wore a tie was that uh, that Hall of Fame ceremony. Mm-hmm. This is how infrequently I wear a tie. I'm in the hotel. We stay in the hotel the night before. I don't want to, like, you know, you know, try to make my way down there that morning. So we stay yeah. in the hotel the night before. I wake up in the morning, take my shower, ready to put my uh, my my clothes on. I put my clothes on. Now it's time to tie the tie. It's been so long since I tied a tie. I actually had to think about, wait a minute. Yeah. How do you tie a tie? Now, I used to be able to do it like you know, without even thinking about it. I, I literally had to tie it like 10 times. You've already remembered how to tie one. That's how, that's how infrequently I ever have to get dressed up. Yeah. Even yeah, now, if I have to get dressed up, I don't even wear the tie. Makes me look you know, uh, dynamic, but casual at the same time. All right, so you get the best of both worlds. Best of both worlds, exactly my point. Yeah. I want to be wearing ties. Police in uh, Oxford are investigating an officer-involved shooting after a man allegedly advanced on police officers with a sword on Main Street. A sword? A sword. According to the Worcester County DA's office, the incident occurred at 407 Main Street around 6 a.m. That's an early time to be having a sword fight, 6 a.m. Well, don't even was, have breakfast yet. Was D'Artagnan just waking up, or was he up the night before? Maybe maybe he was just waking up. Yeah, I don't know if he went on an all-night bender. It's not. Yeah. The time, that's a time and a place for sword play, and that would not be it. Uh, police said the suspect was accused of advancing on the officer with a sword. He has been transported to the hospital for treatment. The officer, who was uninjured, has been placed on administrative leave per Oxford police protocol. Yeah, you got to... <clears throat> take some time to refresh your brain after a sword fight attack. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, state <laughs> what's, what's next? Jousting in the streets? Yeah, jousting. We're fencing. We're going to do fencing. Yeah, fencing. State Representative Orlando Ramos will present the oldest resident of Indian Orchard with the purple cane. The tradition is like the golden cane uh, tradition that is in other towns, which recognizes the oldest person living in their respective communities. And the color purple is Indian Orchard's official color, according to a news release from the Office of State Representative Orlando Ramos. Uh, You know, it's great to be here on Mother's Day to award the purple cane to a mother, a grandmother, and a great-grandmother. It's just fitting, and it fits in with the tradition that we have here in Indian Orchard, uh, expressed Ramos. Uh, Ramos will be joining uh, the Indian Orchard Citizens Council and Indian Orchard residents for the presentation. The recipient is Stella Soja, who recently just turned 99 years old. Wow. You know what, though? The way the headline made it sound, it sounded like an elderly person was going to get caned. It says, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I'm trying to find. Like, like, in, the, like in the back of the kneecaps uh, kind of thing? No. Where is this? Uh, Indian Orchard Senior to receive purple cane. That sounds like, uh, you know, the Michael Fay incident of Indian Orchard. <laughs> Yeah, it was Michael Fay. It's yeah. Singapore, right? Yeah, Singapore. Yeah, yeah. You go. yeah. yeah. Well, you get uh, you get three canes because yeah. you didn't eat your applesauce at the uh, at the at the home I am, last night. I am a hundred percent sure that Orlando Ramos would never uh, would never agree to caning the elderly. That's just that's just not the way he operates. No, probably no. not. He would I'm not just want saying, to be a, he would want nothing to do with that. On the surface, the headline made it seem like like an elderly person was going to get beaten over an Indian orchard. <laughs> <laughs> Teach you to be 99 years old. 99, man. Wow. Well, the world's oldest dog has recently just gotten a little older. We're not talking about the people in Indian orchard anymore. Okay. Uh, Bobby, uh, the Portuguese pooch, 
just turned 31 years old. What? His milestone birthday makes him not just the oldest living dog, but the oldest canine on record. The dog's family threw him a birthday party on Saturday. Bobby's owner, Leonel Costa, and the, said the secret to Bobby's longevity is the calm, peaceful environment that Southern Portugal offers. How, uh, what kind of shape is Bobby in? He, uh, he kind of looks like, 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 uh, Mr. Hebert's dog on Family Guy. I mean, yeah, not for, not for nothing, but 31 for yeah. a dog is outrageous. He's a purebred uh, Raffero Alatejo. Isn't that a car? No, 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 Steve. You're thinking of an Alfa Romeo. No, you're thinking of that kid from the uh, Little Rascals with the pointy thing hanging up in his uh No, in his no, no, Steve. That's that's alfalfa. Uh, no, that's the that's <laughs> that meat you buy on the street from the food trucks. No, 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 Steve. That's falafel. No, no, no. You're, yeah. you're thinking of those uh, those places down south where they have all the breakfast places. No, no, Steve. That's the Waffle House. No, you're thinking of that nasty thing that's on Urban Dictionary. No, no, Steve. That's the Blue Waffles. There you go. All right. And, and, and scene. scene. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's a breed of Portuguese dog trained to uh, guard livestock. Oh, like the sheep dog. That dog probably hasn't guarded livestock in about 15 years. Livestock? They're all dead stock now. A 31-year-old dog. My God. You know, our dog is uh, is getting up there. He's like about you know 10 years old. He's you know starting to slow down a little bit. 31 years. Yeah, I mean, that's a I, long time. Yes. That's way too long to own a dog. Oh, by the way, somebody pointed out a chimney fire in Wilbraham and only 223 <laughs> days before Christmas. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Are you a fan? A true classic rock at 751 and Tom Petty. With Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. It's going to be a really nice day today. Sunny and a high of 76 tomorrow. Sunny and a high of 81. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. On uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my first of four really cool interviews about David Bowie. Uh, this one is uh, with George Murray. From 1976 to 1980, George Murray was the bass player for David Bowie. Played on uh, Station to Station, the Berlin Trilogy, and uh, Scary Monsters. Great interview. He rarely... Grant's interviews at all, but there's a, a David Bowie f worldwide fan convention going on next month in New York. You'll be able to hear that interview on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. And when you, uh, before you hear that, how about you now hear this? Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> uh, this guy, YouTuber. It's amazing what people, amazing the things people will do for uh, clout, if you will. A YouTuber who purposefully crashed his plane for views could be jailed for 20 years. I saw this. Trevor Jacob has agreed to plead guilty to one count of destruction and concealment with the intent to obstruct a federal investigation. Here's a clip from his uh, from the his video of the crash. Oh my gosh! Get me out of this. I guess I should probably document what's going on. I cut my finger pretty bad. Got my elbow. I'm just so happy to be alive. Okay, so uh, you're a douche. Yeah, so the dude yeah. is in a plane. He's flying the plane. He yeah. jumps out of the plane. 
and the plane is still flying yeah. without a pilot, without anybody on it, and he jumps out of the plane and, a par- and parachutes out. Yeah, he. so he does this. The plane crashes. He hikes to the wreckage, takes a bunch of stuff from the wreckage. Yeah. Two days later, then calls the NTSB, whoever, or the FAA, whoever it was that needs to investigate those crashes. Two days later, he calls them, tells them kind of where the plane crashed, and then in the meantime goes back to the actual crash site to remove like the black box and all the things that would uh, indicate his his guilt. <laughs> and then a month later, posts this video going, I crashed my plane. Like... And then all these people are watching the video going, okay, you already had a parachute on. Like, they, they were put, yeah. every, it was too easy to put the pieces together to know this guy faked it. Without a doubt. Well, he didn't fake it. He actually he crashed did. a plane. Yeah, but that was part of the whole thing is he wanted to yeah. kind of put, put it online. Yeah, he lied and he lied to the FAA and said, uh, oh, the, the engine just stalled mid-flight. That's all right. I'm sure the FAA will have a, a great sense of humor about the whole thing. Oh, what, what are they? They're federal investigators? Please. They ain't going to find like a good. They like a good laugh like the rest of us. A uh, New Jersey woman woke up to find that her bank account had a negative balance of over almost $100 billion. The bank said the mistake had something to do with her recently deceased husband. Here's Patricia Conlon talking about the banking error she discovered. I saw that there was a number there, a negative $99,999,999,99.99 negative. One of the people I spoke to mumbled something about a deceased account holder. Okay. But they never found out yeah. what the deal was. I knew uh, I knew it was somebody who got fired from a bank years ago because she wanted to see what it looked like with a million dollars in her account. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't take that very kindly, even if it was just a... Just for fun kind of thing, because yeah. that kind of throws off the balance of the bank for the day. Yeah, good, good luck trying to get a low-interest loan after yeah. something like that. Yeah, that was uh, that was the old Hamden Bank. Remember the old Hamden I Bank? I do. Yeah, yeah. that, was, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that uh, was a career that didn't last too long for that person. <sighs> uh, and uh, let's see, uh, cars li- a McDonald's owner in Kansas attempted a world record-breaking drive through line at his restaurant last week. Bringing over 300 participants. Here is El Dorado McDonald's owner Bob Lane talking about trying to break the record and setting it all up. About six months ago, they decided they were going to try to set a record in the drive-thru. And so we went and looked it up, and the best we could find was 300. And so that's what we're trying to do today. As you could tell, there was a lot of cars. We had traffic backed up on the highway all for over a mile. So 356 in an hour, that's moving a lot of cars. That's better than one every 10 seconds. Amazing deal. Okay, big deal. Chick-fil-A does that every week. I know. I was going to say, they have somebody standing out in a tent corralling the cars into the drive-thru. When I see a drive-thru that's backed up with more than six cars in it, Mm -hmm. I drive right past that place. I'm the same way. no way. Have you you waited in a drive-thru line recently? Uh, not recent, not like waited a long period of time, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've been in long lines before. It takes... Forever. Forever. I'm also of the belief that if you're going to go through the drive-thru, 
only get a couple of items. Don't go like get you know. Don't order fifty items at the drive-through. Go inside. Yeah, you slow everybody down. I see that all the time. Yeah, but they so were like five or six bags of stuff from a from a drive-through. But they kind of trained you to do that during the pandemic because you couldn't go inside the restaurant. They were telling you to order all your food, and then they had these big giant meals that you could offer. Hey, you could feed a family of six with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so know. So it's, it's kind of their fault for telling people to do that. But uh, 300 cars in a drive-thru, I'd drive right past that. Oh, line. yeah. I'd, 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 go to the, I'd go to the next one. It is uh, 7.57, and that is Now Hear This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Back in the Eastern Conference Finals. This- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.10, and the Rolling Stones of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Going to be a very nice day today. Sunny and a high of 76. Tomorrow... High of 81. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, before we get into the meat of our discussion, uh, yeah. wherever direction that may take us, uh, I have to uh, give you today's keyword to cash. Are okay. you ready for this? I'm ready. The uh, keyword to cash for $1,000. This is uh, this is the word today. You ready? I'm ready. Today's keyword is thousand. That's thousand. I'm required to spell it to you. T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D thousand i'm going to use it in a sentence i would like to win a thousand dollars uh go to the uh, keyword to cash contest page on rock102.com enter the word thousand for a chance to win one thousand dollars you have until midnight tonight to enter the uh the today's thousand dollar keyword for a chance to win a thousand dollars again the word is thousand t-h-o-u-s-a-n-d You'll hear it again at 11 to 5 o'clock today. It's all brought to you by TextMeForTires.com, the Kim Keough uh, of the, the Kim Keo of the Nielsen team, Libby and Keller Williams, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, and that's spelled out with the letters. Not It's not like a thousand where you'd write one zero 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 and then that money sign. Right. And that's and that's why yeah. I uh, I was very specific to say T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D. There you go. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, did you see the story about... No. Okay, well, let me just tell you. Man accused of taking $230,000 from a charity and gambling much of it away at a Springfield casino. Now, I don't know which casino yeah. they're talking about. How many uh, Springfield casinos are there? There's uh, there's one, uh, there's... Uh, uh, there's, there's probably a couple others. Probably that a dozen illegal ones at, down l- there. at least. Yeah. A man has been indicted on charges of taking more than $230,000 from a New Hampshire charity and gambling it much away much of it away at a casino. Kyle Fisher, 42, indicted on four counts of wire fraud, according to U.S. Attorney Jane Young. Fisher, who formerly lived in uh, Grantham and now lives in Holly Springs, North Carolina, he was the executive director of a charity that identifies as Listen Community Services of Lebanon, New Hampshire, which provides food, heating, electricity, and housing assistance. Not as much as it used to. Uh, apparently, he is scheduled to be in court on the 24th, but uh, here's what the indictment uh, alleges, that between February 2021 and September 2022, Fisher wrote unauthorized checks to himself and then transferred funds from the charity's PayPal account to his own personal bank account. He's accused of creating fake invoices and receipts and altering the charity's accounting records, then took this big fat stack of cash Mm-hmm. Went to MGM Springfield and blew it all on whatever game he chose to play. Well, I mean, uh, if your palms are itching, you know, I know that Lady Luck, you know, uh, can be a foul temptress at times, and she's feeling a little ornery. And I would think that, regardless of whether that's this guy was, uh, you know, working for. 
uh, a charity or what it was. At some point, Lady Luck says, oh, no, Mr. Kyle Fisher, not here at MGM well, Springfield, you don't. That's the problem with the problem gambler. The gambler believes, uh, well, first of all, uh, uh, for a taste of your whiskey, I'll give you some advice. Okay. Please do. So you hand me the bottle. Okay, here you go. Your last swallow. Okay. And uh, I'll tell you, you got to know when to hold them, Mm -hmm. know when to fold them, know when to walk away. Yes. And know when to run. Right. That's the problem with the problem gambler is they think that if they win enough, they can cover all of the money that they stole from the charity or wherever they stole it from. Yeah. And then still have uh, riches for themselves. That never seems to really work out the way somebody had it planned. Well, I think in this case, it definitely didn't work out for 42-year-old Kyle Fisher. summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring. Out the window in the darkness, the boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, son, I made a life out of reading people's faces, knowing where the cards were by the way they held their eyes. You have the words in front of you, and I don't, and yet you know them better than I do. I can see you're out of aces for a taste of your whiskey. I'll give you some advice. So I handed him my bottle, and he drank down my last swallow. And he bombed a cigarette and asked me for a light. This guy's a freeloader. And the guy got deathly quiet. And his face lost all expression. Said, if you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play right. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fool up. Know when to pull the way back. Know when to run. You gotta get united. Our city federal charges will be sapphire member at MGM before the night is done. Now, you got $230,000. Yeah, $230,000 he's uh, embezzled from this charity. If I'm, and I don't don't know how much of the money he actually brought to MGM with him. Well, it said between February of 2021 and September of 2022. So that was over a year that he had time to spend all that money. It's not sure. like he just went there with $230,000 and said, "Yeah, put it all on red 13." But if you were to do and but you know because he, you know, was faking receipts and all this other, he probably had a vague idea about how much money he was losing. At at what point do you say, "Hey, you know what? I've just blown $230,000." Maybe I'm not very good at this. It's the chase. That's the disease of a gambler. You you don't you think you can always win and it's all you're only one bet away and he probably he probably at some point did well well enough to say okay, well this worked the first time mm-hmm. and now I need another 25 grand to go uh they just opened that sports book at MGM. Yeah. You know, if I lose like 20 bucks at the casino, yeah. I'm out. I'm done. I'm done for the night. Twenty bucks gone. Pfft, forget it. I'm hey, done. Oh, like the uh, like like the BetMGM app. I put five dollars down on the Pirates to win the World Series this year. And you know what? That's actually becoming pretty damn promising at this point. <laughs> Have you seen their record? They're like they're way above five hundred right now. 
Let me. Uh, I. I. Yeah. To be honest, I don't pay any attention to the Pirates I whatsoever. They, I think they're number two in the. Uh, what is it? The NL West East. What? What? East. Uh, I believe, let's right? see. Standings uh, show that uh, the Pirates are. Uh, well, you know, uh, they're right be the, the. Yeah. Yeah. The American. The National League Central, right behind Milwaukee, by a game and a half. I'm telling you, I I could be right about that. You one. might be. You know, you just never. But, you never know. But this guy. Uh, again, he probably had that, I know I can win this money back. I know I can do it. And again, he probably won some money at some yeah. point going, all right, you know what? This worked first time. I'm going to go back and do it again. And that's when you start losing your head. Now, to MGM's credit, mm-hmm. of all the casinos this guy could have gone to between New Hampshire and you know Rhode Island and, you know, uh, and, and Massachusetts, yeah. The one place he thought he had the best chance of winning was MGM's was right here in Springfield. Well, because the, wasn't that one of the stats of MGM is that they're the one of the highest paying out casinos in Massachusetts? Yes, exactly, and that's why I'm thinking this guy's, you know, this guy's not uh, can't be a total dope. He was running a charity for crying out loud, but yet he uh, <clears throat> he embezzled uh, four counts of wire fraud in connection wow. with the reported charity embezzlement. Well, you see what happens when you when you misuse somebody else's money. I know. It just always comes back to haunt you. It could be a financial advisor. Those people gamble with your money all the time. <laughs> just, I just know, you know, I just, listen, Yeah, again, I don't have that gene mm-hmm. in me to be, uh, to be a problem gambler. To me, uh, my biggest problems in a casino would be at like a buffet, for yeah. example. You know, uh, I'm always trying to beat the house. I'm always up. Yeah. And uh, I feel like if there's one way that I can win against a casino, it's at the buffet. I gamble by going to an Applebee's every once in a while. Yeah, that's a when real gamble. I feel gamble. real risky. Yeah, that's a like, real. Am I going to get botulism today or will I or won't I? Hmm. hmm. Sure could go yeah. for a case of listeria. Yeah. Let's spin the wheel of potential foodborne viruses. All right. Cheeseburger egg rolls it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's 820 yeah. with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. A cigar gives a man that masterful feel. The Big Bonk and Smoke. Built by Dave. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 826 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brad will give you the forecast in just a second because he's got more details than I do. Mo- and and usually does. Uh, but I uh, it just hit me last night. I, I had some delicious food on the way home from that. Well, not on the way home. I picked it up on the way home from the softball game. Uh-huh. I went to Highbrow and ordered a pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah. In Northampton? Yeah. How was it? Uh, the short rib with red onion pizza. Oh, shut up. Really? It's like this magic that uh, that that comes out of that place. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's good. All it's you got to do is you, you don't even have to say pizza. Yeah. You put short ribs on anything. Uh, you got me. I'm on it. I, I didn't it. think it would taste. I, I didn't know how it would taste. I mean, I know, like, obviously, short rib sounds good, mm-hmm. but like with sauce and and cheese. Oh yeah. Eh, but it it actually came out pretty good. Oh my god, that sounds fantastic. And I, I didn't realize that used to be uh, Paradise uh, Pizza Paradiso or something like that. It was mm-hmm. uh, that's what that that's what highbrow is now. Yeah. I f- I forgot that that's where that was. Now somebody uh, reminded me yesterday. Andrew Brow, the, the the head chef over there, the owner, yeah. also owns Jackalope down here in uh, Worthington Street. 
Ah, yeah. Well, there you go. There he's got, he's, and that's a really good place. Well, I, 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 I keep meaning to get those sticky ribs again. Oh, because they serve them up there too, and so I good. had them at the White Lion. He uh, does the food at White Lion too. White Lion too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The sticky ribs. Oh my! I know. Goodness. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, uh, join me in the road crew this Sunday from eleven to one at uh, Skip's Outdoor Accents for the uh, backyard giveaway. We'll have your last chance to qualify and we'll be picking the big winner someone will win a supreme balcony bistro patio table set a 65 quart uh, arctic cooler a 200 hour liquor store gift card and a 100 hour cash card plus you can enjoy lunch from nathan bill's bar and restaurant oh that i didn't know uh and that's uh, this sunday with uh, me and uh, the road crew 11 to 1 at skips outdoor Ac- accents uh, 1265 Suffield Street in Agawam from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's going to be a busy weekend. It is going to be a very, very busy weekend. I believe I'm going to be out at Northern Nurseries on Saturday from uh, 11 to 1. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Uh, Steve, you're going to be at uh, Northern Nurseries uh, in West Suffield. This is the largest display of patios, outdoor kitchens, and fire pits in Connecticut. Enjoy free lunch catered by uh, Pig Rig Barbecue and 10% off all Stone's products. Uh, stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win great prizes with Steve Nagel and the other members of the road crew, uh, 1320 Mountain Road in West Suffield from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic. Rock. All right, now let's do Pat. Where's Pat going to be this week? I don't know where Pat's going, but uh, I know you also have one uh, coming up on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. I do, at the Autumn Mist Farm. That's right. Yeah. Join Steve Nagel and the Rock 102 road crew from 1130 to 130 at the Autumn Mist Farm in Feeding Hills. Stop by and have lunch with Steve and sample their great deli sandwiches, burgers, and dogs. Stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win great prizes. Join Steve Nagel and the road crew this Friday, 1130 to 130, Autumn Mist Farms, 1157 Northwest Field Road in Feeding Hills from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. So what have you learned just now? Uh, you learn if you follow me around, you get free food no matter where you go. Well, you know, lunch at, uh, you know, where I'm going to be, we're getting uh, free lunch too. Well, it's not free food. At the Autumn Mist, you actually have to pay for a sandwich, but it's delicious. But remember when they brought all those, all that yeah, food over here? Yeah. How really good that was. Listen, it's well worth the price. Oh, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, now I'm starving, and it's eight thirty. We have new eight thirty three with Max and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome, Steve. Uh, the son of former Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker was arrested Saturday night for drunk driving. 29-year-old Andrew Baker was stopped on I-95 South in Peabody after a sobriety test. State police arrested uh, Baker for operating under the influence of liquor. Baker was uh, booked and then released on personal recognizance. He'll be arraigned at a later date. You know, I... is this a way to honor your dad? No, it is not. And I'm sure Charlie is not too happy about it. But, you know, Charlie uh, now is no longer the governor. He's the uh, the president of the NCAA. And I don't know uh, what kind of benefits there are to this young boy uh, as a result of that. Maybe he can get, you know, uh, cheap uh, basketball tickets. Maybe uh, uh, enjoy a game from the luxury suite. But I don't think dad's going to be able to get him out of this one. Yeah, probably not. Well, again, he probably knows enough people. Uh, we'll just let you quaff it. Continued without a finding. Hmm. Yeah. Seems to know. That's uh, where, you, oh. where, where you basically plea out to a, a drunk driving arrest. I see. <clears throat> but you're not going to get any of the, all the extra harsh penalties that come along with it. Right. I don't know how I know that. How do you know that? I don't. Are you sure you don't know? Or are you just uh, telling me you don't know? Maybe. 
There's a fallout from a Title IX investigation as three Amherst Regional Middle School staff members were placed on administrative leave after people spoke out at a school committee a couple of weeks ago. The investigation was brought on by a number of complaints regarding the Title IX policy at the school, which is meant to protect against discrimination of students based on sex. Western Mass, uh, Western Mass News obtained video of a public comment speakout at an April 25th school committee where this issue was discussed. One person spoke for someone who wanted to remain anonymous. Concerns about the staff at the middle school who are talking with queer students about praying to make sure that they're not queer anymore, using the Bible, using Christian ideology to discourage them from being authentic, mm. said one person at the meeting. Other uh, member community members made similar comments. A current Amherst parent and past Amherst student is now a member of the LGBTQ community. She thinks to back to the feelings she was exploring when she was in high school. And then they go on to, you know, talk about their personal experiences. Uh, there have been people that have been put on administrative leave because of the way they handled these complaints mm. about uh, people being discriminated against for their sexual orientation. And that whole thing with the the prayer, explain that again? Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, the counselors in question need to be removed. Uh, where did that go? Oh, yeah. Concerns about the staff at the middle school who were talking with queer students about praying to make sure that they're mm. not queer anymore, using the Bible, using the Christian ideology yeah. to discourage them from being authentic. And how well does that work? I don't think you can uh, pray the gay away. From I don't yourself. think you can. I think that's that's how it is. That's how you were meant to be. Uh, you can pray for a lot of other things, uh, but praying away the gay isn't going to work. No, no, it's uh, it's it's. I, I I know of no one who can say, yeah, well, yeah, prayer's all it took. Well, some things prayer takes. Uh, you know, uh, people can get through their oh, lives with listen, prayer. I'm all about the yeah. power of prayer, but there are some things that uh, you know will be. Uh, <clears throat> That you'll get out of it, but that doesn't seem to be one of them. Uh, they say creating a climate that is supportive and welcoming of LGBTQ students and uh, and that staff, people, administrators, teachers are aware of their needs and are also following what we have as policies, uh, both at the school level, statewide and federal. Said J Jenny Beeman, uh, director of the Stonewall Center at UMass. The district said the investigation is ongoing. Anyone with further complaints regarding these issues is instructed to reach out to the Amherst School's Title IX office. They have a whole office dedicated to discrimination. Well, you know, Yet actually... here we are dealing with a discriminatory <laughs> incident. Well, the thing is, uh, Title IX is a, is a big deal. And yeah. when it comes to, uh, you know, discrimination in, 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 on the college level, you know, whether it's sports or academics or any of that other stuff. I mean, yeah, they, they have to take it seriously. There's, there's, a, there's quite a lot to follow on that thing. Yeah, there is. And uh, I don't get it. I don't uh, understand why this is such a big issue. What, Like, who is it bothering that people are, like, you know, uh, they're being open about their transgenderism? Like, what? Wh like it doesn't affect me at all. Like I don't. It doesn't bother me. I don't no. care. Uh, I I don't really. Uh, I don't really care either. I mean, as long as you're uh, you're happy and you're living your your you know you're living safely. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. You do what you got to do. You I, do your business. I, I just uh, you know I'm I'm just hearing like things of like. You know, uh, you should be afraid of these things. And uh, oh my God, somebody's bringing a drag show to the area. Well, guess what? I'm not going to a drag show anyway. But you can have one. Well, you I know, don't if, care. If someone like, offered me is, free tickets to a drag show, 
and I was looking for some entertainment, I'd go. I would have no problem with it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I'm the kind of person that wouldn't be interested in that uh, either way. I don't, I don't like have any. I don't have any uh, hangups about people who do that. I just I wouldn't go to that. Steve, I barely go to non-drag shows. I just don't go to shows that often. Yeah, well, yeah, well, just because I don't like to be up late. You're, you're an old man, and you yes. don't want to be outside. It has nothing to do with who's wearing what and how. I, that's listen. I don't well, care who, I mean, how I'm un- to, entertained. To me, it is. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't participate in that. But I also like don't not support it. It's like fine if you want to have a party. Uh, well, who's getting hurt by that? I don't understand where the where the disconnect is. You know, so, some people just can't leave other people alone. To do what they want to do, to entertain uh, how they want to entertain, to fall in love with who they want to fall in love with. It's like, for whatever reason, it's their business to tell somebody else that that's wrong. And it's none of your business. It's none of your business. And for all you know, for all the complaints, well, you know, I don't want my children to see that. Well, if my, you're bringing my- your children... Uh, to like a matinee performance, it's going to be just a bunch of family fun and laughs. That's all it's going to be. Now, if you're going to bring your kid at a midnight show, that might be a little bit more racy, but that wouldn't be any different than, say, like a comedy show or a, uh, you know, a concert or anything else. Or a movie. Or a movie. Yeah. Yes. You have choices. If How many mo- movies that you watched when you were like 12 years old that you shouldn't have been watching? A lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching the the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, remember that? it was New Jersey's first superhero. Was the to- it was it was one of those B slasher film mm-hmm. uh, kind of things? If you, or whatever uh, cult classics or whatever, it was a horrible for a twelve year old kid. Sure, to watch that. And nobody knew I was watching it. But, I was, but you were watching but it. But I was watching it. And, uh, you know, seemingly now if you watch the movie, it doesn't bother me. But at the time when I was 12 years old, they have this scene where they run over this kid with a car. It was horrible. It yeah. was like one of the, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, I, I turned it off and never watched the end of the movie until I was in my 20s because it bothered me so much. I knew a girl in high school. I was very good friends with her. And uh, her parents were very, very religious. And uh, she, <clears throat> let me tell me, okay. So we got, we went to the movies, like a whole bunch of us went to the movies, okay. And this, and this girl, lovely, lovely, uh, lovely woman. And, and we go to the movies and we see Officer and a Gentleman, mm-hmm. okay. You know, Richard Gere and Lou Gossett Jr. and Deborah Winger. Great show, great movie, right? Yeah. We go see the movie. And because it has an R rating, this girl's mom forced her to go to confession after having seen yeah, this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah now, and I said to her, I said, listen, I know your mom has a moral objection to this movie, but I don't think it can be denied that Louis, Louis Gossett's performance in this film was absolutely Oscar worthy. Yeah. And to have been denied to see that performance would have been wrong on many levels. My own mother had a problem with Billy Joel's Only the Good Die Young. Because of the the anti-Catholic uh, rhetoric really? that was being spewed by Mr. Joel. No kidding. Yeah. And she she was hopping mad? Yeah, for a little while. She wasn't hopping mad, but uh, nobody was allowed to listen to that 
in the house. Now, there's all kinds of reasons not to listen to that one. It's not even one of his good songs. No, there's some there's some much better songs out there. I totally Mitchell. agree with but, you. Uh, but that was a popular song at the time mm-hmm. you know, when it came out. What is that, 78, 79? Somewhere around and, there. And uh, she, uh, she wouldn't allow people to listen to it. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, going to confession didn't yeah. take anything out of that movie, didn't take anything away from her seeing that movie. She still thought it was a great film. Yeah. And, you know, listen, uh, Gossett Jr. was fantastic. Why don't you just leave? I got nowhere else to go. Yeah, see? I, we could, My mama wants to fly jets. We could recreate I could that really, movie. I love that. It's a good movie. We, we could recreate that movie, don't you? Yeah, we probably could. Yeah, we We're not going to, but we could. Well, we should. Uh, well, I don't have a script in front of me. Uh, you know, I, I don't like to just improv my way through these things. Uh, if you're going to rob a place, a Subway restaurant probably isn't the best choice. Because they're run uh, by starving sandwich artists. Okay. But a 20-year-old man <laughs> in Chicago robbed two Subway restaurants last week. For cash yeah. or for sandwiches? See, you don't get enough robbing just one of them. You have to rob two. <laughs> <laughs> the first one apparently went out, went pretty smooth, but at the second one, he almost botched it. He demanded, quote, all the bread. And the cashier asked him to clarify what kind of bread he wanted. The, the, <laughs> You want the white or the whole wheat oh, the, or, or the one with the, er, the herbal crust? Yeah, the Italian urban cheese, please. <laughs> the uh, thief made a gesture like he had a gun, and the cashier gave him uh, the cash from the register. The police caught him and arrested him about 35 minutes later. Turns out the guy was on bail after allegedly robbing a wireless store about two weeks earlier. He's uh, His public defender said he had uh, three job interviews lined up for various fast food restaurants. Subway was not one of them. I was going to say, so much for getting a job at the Subway. Listen, man, I'm trying to get a job at McDonald's over here. Can I just have a couple of bucks till payday and I'll pay you back? <sighs> Is uh, the Subway wages much like the actual length of a foot long? Is really only 11 <laughs> inches and really the minimum wage is like, let's say, 735. <laughs> it's actually only 734. I believe uh, the term career advancement has as much validity as Fresh tuna. Yes. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be sunny with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It is uh, 40 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. You've heard it. Classic Rock. It's 849 in Green Day with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, pretty nice today. Sunny with a high of 75. Tomorrow, a sunny with a high of 81. It's 40 right now in downtown Springfield. If you missed any part of today's show, check out the daily podcast. It's going to be posted just after 10 o'clock today. That way, if you miss it, you can listen to it whenever you damn well feel like it. You don't have to listen to tomorrow's show and hope that we repeat something over again. Nope. You can just go back and uh, listen to it whenever you damn well feel like it. Sweet. Also, uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week, uh, my guest is George Murray, the bass player for David Bowie from 1976 to 1980. George is going to be a part of, uh, George Murray is going to be part of this Bowie fan convention that's coming to New York uh, later in June. And he's going to be there with a bunch of other people. I got four different uh, David Bowie-related interviews uh, ready to go and George is the first of four and he rarely grants interviews and he's really really interesting make sure you check that out on Apple Podcasts SoundCloud Stitcher Spotify Google Podcasts and a rock102.com did you uh did I did not do anything for Mother's Day yesterday well uh no I I, uh, I took my mom out to lunch uh last Thursday yeah and uh me and my uh, my youngest daughter Kate drove out there we took her out for lunch and that was uh that was kind of nice 
Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I got I get off pretty easy on that holiday. I don't have to buy anything for anybody. <laughs> right? Man, did you luck out. Oh, I lucked out. Uh, but I'm reading this story here out of uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, mm-hmm. that uh, this 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 group called Moms Against Liberty led Moms Against Liberty or Moms for I don't even Oh, Moms for Liberty, which okay. the, which the paper had dinged against Liberty because they canceled this Mother's Day event uh, because people weren't being included. It was a Mother's Day event sanctioned by the school that they canceled because uh, the, these kids, some of these kids, don't have mothers. So okay. why why have a Mother's Day celebration when not everybody can celebrate that? How many of these kids don't have mothers? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you, there's probably lots of kids out there that don't have moms for one reason or another. Okay, but, but based but like know. in this one school system or whatever the hell it is, well, I mean, that, how that, many could there possibly be? That's why these people are like, uh, you guys are out of your minds, caving to this group, saying that we can't have these uh, Mother's Day uh, celebrations. Yeah. Uh, I was reading yesterday, it was actually a pretty interesting comment about Mother's Day and how one of the commenters on this particular Mother's Day story said, I like how everyone says, oh, my mom was the best, or, you know, moms are the best, Mm -hmm. as if moms can't do any wrong. You know, there's a lot of people out there that don't really care for their mothers, Mm -hmm. and that's not always a bad way to be because of the way the mother treated the child. Like, everybody always says, oh, my, my dad was an a-hole. Oh, yeah? Well, you haven't met my mother yet. You know, that that kind of thing. It's just funny how we yeah. accept one group of people as they can do no wrong, as opposed to dads would, you know, you're, you're more likely to hear about somebody's horrible dad sure. than you hear about somebody's horrible mother. Well, you know, it is uh, it is kind of interesting what a big deal we make of Mother's Day. But yeah. when it comes uh, you know, next month, when we're dealing with Father's Day, mm-hmm. how we tend to uh, completely ignore that day. Like, it's one of the least popular holidays. Yeah, it's still, somebody's making money off of that, though. No, the necktie, no. The necktie business yeah, is the, through the, the roof. The necktie business <clears throat> is, but, you know, uh, there's no florist that's uh, raking in bucks over uh, Father's Day. You don't see too many people taking their dad out to a Father's Day buffet no, or a Father's Day brunch. Plenty of breweries offering up Father's Day specials because uh, that's what Dad wants to do. He wants to get drunk and yell at you. Well, I would like someone to to feed me on a Father's Day. That would be verbally acceptable. You want to become belligerent? Well, give the gift of Dad. Give the Dad the gift of belligerence this holiday right. season. Get him some Evan Williams bourbon. There you go. Yeah, there you no, go. Nothing says I love you, Dad, like a good old fashioned case of cirrhosis of the liver. Oh yeah, we yeah, love that. We, oh, we love all kinds of. That's so good. Yeah, a, a, have a dysfunctional Father's Day. But it, it is kind of interesting to have people like embrace the female as mm-hmm. if like the you know. That nothing can be done wrong. Yeah. I know a lot of people who have mothers that weren't very nice. Oh, me too. I'm related to some of them. <laughs> <laughs> One of them. Yeah, no, I get it. No, mm-hmm. it but it, it happens, and, and a lot of times that the yeah. there is this assumption that, uh, you know, a man could not be uh, a nurturing presence in a child's life, yeah. which is absolutely... Uh, horse hockey. Yeah. I like how people were saying Happy Mother's Day to me yesterday. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day, Steve, because you take on both roles. And I'm like, 
I don't see a bouquet of flowers or yeah. a spa treatment day coming my way. And wouldn't you like one of those? Yeah, my kids didn't even make me any kind of ceramic thing. I was like, how come you didn't make me a Mother's Day project? Because our mom's dead, Dad. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I've taken on the role. Yeah, I should yeah, get yeah. all the gifts. Absolutely. I don't, when see her, wh- I don't see why they don't give you a little bit of appreciation. This will be her 50th birthday coming up this year. I expect something for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's how I've cleaned up for yeah. the last oh, six yeah. years. No, there, I've just been taking all the uh, all the holidays and all the there's, gifts. There's definitely a way yeah. to, to 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 play this where nothing yeah. it's nothing but a benefit to you. Oh yeah, listen all the all the perks that have come from this. I get two birthdays. <laughs> I get two Christmases. I get two Easter's. I get them all to myself. The rest of you divorce slubs got to spend every other weekend with each other. <laughs> See, I'll, I'll vouch for that. Yeah, there's, I'll always, vouch yeah, for that. Yeah, there's always perks. <laughs> it's 856 with Pax and Nagel at Rock 102.